Looking for a way to reduce your carbon footprint and make a positive impact on the environment? Look no further than Lightfoot Company. Our refillery and sustainable home goods store in Savannah, Georgia is dedicated to helping you reduce your use of plastic and single-use products. From reusable water bottles and bags to bulk eco-friendly cleaning products and personal care items, we have everything you need to live a more sustainable lifestyle. Plus, our friendly staff and knowledgeable staff is always available to help you make informed choices and find products that are right for you. So why wait? Visit Lightfoot Company today and start making a difference. Before we start this episode, I want to give a big shout out to Zipster, local web people who help entrepreneurs and artists make kick-ass websites and get found online. Visit Zipster.com to find out more information. And on to the episode. Hey, this is Evelyn the Spine, and you're listening to Free Pizza Podcast. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives. And today we have the amazing Tony Artemisia in here. What's up, my friend? How's it going? It's going well. I'm so happy to be in here. You're such a calming spirit. <laughs> when I first walked in, I was just felt by this rush of calmness and peace. <laughs> well, a beautiful home. I have spent uh, a lot of time in dark rooms. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> there it is. That's where you find some peace in. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Um, but you're a contemporary artist and your artwork is pretty much everywhere in your home. <laughs> and I love it. Um, shout out to Mackenzie because that's how I discovered who you were. Uh, I moved here uh, about two months ago now and uh, I, need to, I need to find an artist to interview and your name come up. So this is perfect. Yeah, and we're happy to have you in Savannah. Yes, yes, it's been so good so far. But um, yeah, there's, there's definitely plenty of artists here. So I'm not, um, there's no lack of that. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so on you, so. Where are you from? Actually, no. How are you doing? How's life? How's life treating you right now? Life is good to me. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. I consider myself a pretty lucky person. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, I mean, it seems like you're very, uh, it seems like you brace every day. You know, you're very grateful for, for every step and every breath you take. So. Oh, I know. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I have to stop and be like, okay, stop being... <laughs> awful <laughs> things are good for you things are great stop complaining mm-hmm. stop being whatever I, do. I think everyone has to kind of ground themselves back again especially as artists you know, mm-hmm. bring yourself back to the ground um but yeah you're a contemporary artist um a painter and um work is absolutely amazing obviously we'll link everything at the um in the descriptions but first of all tell us where you're from and we'll get to how this art thing started mm-hmm. So I was born in Western Massachusetts, um, in the city where Dr. Seuss is from and where basketball is from. No way. Awesome. Okay. No way. And uh, I moved here about 11 years ago. Okay. And uh, only only moved away for one year. You took to the beautiful state of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. I was telling uh, Tony earlier that everyone has some weird connection to this place. Or, no, I'm in Georgia now, but to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And for good reason, it's a good spot. I think the craziest thing, this is the only time I'll go off, off uh, whatever. I was in Mexico City last year working um, a little gig for my friend. I was documenting Day to Dead, and we were in an Uber. And sure enough, we were talking about where we were from. And Burlington is a small town in uh, North Carolina. You probably know about Burlington because you mm-hmm. live in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Uber driver, who was from Mexico City, he's like, oh, I have cousins in Burlington. 
I was just like, are you serious? That's so random. Yeah. So North Carolina has a way of just pulling everyone in. There's not a lot of people in Burlington either. Not at all. That's how I was just like, what is going on right now? But anyways, you spent a little bit of time there. So let's back up a little bit because I want to hear where kind of the maybe the peak of what piqued your interest in even painting. Mm. Or maybe where the art started for you. Maybe it wasn't painting. Was it where the art start for you? Well, so I initially started with playing music. I was a guitarist and played yeah. in a handful of bands, eventually switched over to bass. Um, lots of different exploration there. Um, I kind of dabbled in just visual stuff by um, decorating my room when I was growing up. <laughs> so I, I had my parents let me do the walls alternating like, two yellow walls and two purple walls yeah so it was just horrendous in there and and i would do these drawings of like birds flying into trees with their tongues hanging out and i i made this one huge almost mural sized uh drawing and i put it on the ceiling and tacked it to the ceiling oh my god um and then in art class in high school um kind of found my way there and um a friend of mine and I started smoking weed and <laughs> he convinced me to to drop out of my uh, engineering courses that I was in. And then I started taking uh, painting classes. I like that. And at the time, you know, I hated like everything that I made, but I put a lot of thought into it. So it was always conceptual and the visual aspect of it was dreadful gotcha so what was in your mind didn't really translate well mm -hmm. <laughs> to what you were potentially making yeah, yeah. And, and so that was i mean my parents were pretty scared of me when i was playing music but it got a little bit crazier during those times when i was uh painting yeah yeah i mean painting in high school i mean it's all inspiration you're mm -hmm. just really doing like whatever comes to you what so what were you you said it was scared when they were doing the music part Oh my yeah. Okay. My first bands were like screaming. Oh yeah. Good times. Some shit mm -hmm. you're like, oh my god, Tony, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, one of the top worst experiences of my life was when my uh friend and I we had put out our C D, made like a hundred pressings of it and hand drew every single album cover on these paper bags um that we put the CDs in. And we brought him to school that day, and for whatever reason, my parents found out that we had made this CD. Yeah. And my dad forced us to listen to our uh, screaming punk music <laughs> at dinner. <laughs> and we just had to sit there and eat dinner listening to, like... I... So he, he could... made fun of every single song after it was over. <laughs> I mean, I was in like a cold sweat during this. It was so bad. And he still makes fun of those songs to this day. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Shout out to your dad. That's really mm -hmm. funny. That's some parenting right there. It's like, you know what? We're going to sit and listen to this at dinner. We'll talk about it after every single song. Mm -hmm. just, just drilling you. Yeah. Hey, that's what parents are for. <laughs> that's amazing, dude. So you switched to painting. You switched to art, which I'm sure mm -hmm. they're very happy about. Uh, they're happy that, you know, um, I'm not painting naked people all the time anymore. Uh, so it started so start off mostly that mm -hmm. in high school. 
No, this is uh, just a few years ago. Oh, just a few years ago. You kind of just in transition to that as we're sitting behind one (laughs) painting right now. Um, So what were you painting? You mentioned the bird and everything like that, but what were you really, you said the conceptual stuff. Mm -hmm. So what were you conceptualizing in your head that didn't quite translate to, to, I guess, to Mm -hmm. canvas? Um, So I remember like the one big project that we did was... um, I guess you could make it how whatever you wanted. So there was, I don't think there was a prompt, but I had this concept at the time. It was a dual concept and I basically wanted these two loops to kind of come down from the top. And there was a clock on one and a noose on the other. And you, so there was, I guess, three components to it. The clock was missing some numbers and they were, uh, spaced out kind of randomly and that was representing that uh you know we experience time but like one hour doing one thing could be way quicker than one hour doing something uh entirely different yeah and so like that variance in time and then also that uh the only thing that we're committed to doing if once we're born is dying Mm. so we're uh we have the time and it's connected to the noose and the last part would be that the uh the loops you would imagine or you would be able to tell that they came together so it was like the clock and the end of your life were tied together but there was no telling how long that would be yeah yeah Wow. So I thought all of that stuff, but it just looked terrible when I made like, it. Like, what is this? And yeah. you're like, sitting there as high as hell, just like, what? Mm-hmm. This didn't come out the way, but the thought was good, though. Uh-huh. It makes sense. So, obviously, that was your first, was it one of your first attempts to make a, a original work of art? Yeah, that was pretty early on. And we also had the, uh, we had these books called an altered book. Mm-hmm. So, you'd take a any kind of novel they had like a hundred to choose from or something yeah and you glue these pages together so it makes a, a thick surface and then you're making uh, pieces of art on each of these thick surfaces yeah um and that was also a lot of concept and not a lot of delivering <laughs> i might even have it somewhere i could show you oh yeah i need to see that before i leave for sure i'm glad you still have that from from the back in the day that's awesome yeah unfortunately i got rid of pretty much everything else so yeah. that's what i got for good reason for good reason so obviously something kept you doing it despite it not working out the way it was in your head so you kept trying and trying and trying um did you were there was like an advanced art classes in high school or did that kind of come when you did your studies in, in college um well i didn't go to college Oh, I so I after so I got expelled from high school. Oh yeah, expelled. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was around the time that marijuana was decriminalized in Massachusetts. So, okay. um, despite having to kick me out of school, I was still allowed to graduate, but I had to do all my schooling at home. Okay. I wasn't allowed to go to school or any of the functions. Oh, um, so you were expelled? You could not go to any school in the district then if you were expelled, right? Is that how it worked up there? Yeah, I I mean, I could have switched schools, but they just agreed to allow me to finish because they knew obviously wasn't a big deal. Yeah, I was like, just let them fish at home, whatever. So you, mm-hmm. <laughs> were your parents pissed? 
Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I was wondering that. that uh-huh. um, and it set me on a trajectory in life that I think was actually really helpful. Oh, because nice. it, once I had screwed up that badly, it was like, well, I guess it's not that bad if you screw up really badly. It's like, I'm just going to be at home doing my work and yeah. whatever. So you still like focus on the artwork there too, where you were at home just painting and doing stuff there? Well, I... Wrote my first solo album at that time. Oh, you so kind of dabbling in music as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Music was definitely the forefront, and it was for the next uh, seven or ten years or whatever it was. Dude, wow. Because I, I moved to Savannah. Well, I had a, a, a band that was pretty serious in Massachusetts, but then we didn't end up... I could just tell we weren't going to get anywhere with it. Yeah. And when a friend posed the idea of moving to Savannah to me, um, I was like, sure. So I got down here, and within two weeks, I met all these wonderful people. We started a band and um, did that for a handful of years. Oh, dope. So you play music down here, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what was his reasoning for Savannah? Like, was your friend already, he was in Massachusetts? Yeah. Basically, he had moved down here for a few months because his dad was friends with this woman that was making these recycled glass water bottles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It yes. was, it, yeah. And he, he just lived here for three years, or I mean, three months, and then moved back to Massachusetts. But um, he and I were looking at uh, an apartment in just like somewhere near one of the artsy areas in Massachusetts. Yeah. And he was like, being in savannah was the happiest i ever was and at that time maybe three months must have felt like a long time i don't know (laughs) so three months is like but it was great but two weeks later we moved down here no way Mm -hmm. what year was that 2012 2012 and you were still focused on mainly music Mm -hmm. so you still maybe did did you dabble in art on the side or did you i mean yes and no i did like uh, you know graphics for like our albums and um, nice advertisements and web design yeah um but i was just afraid to put paint onto uh anything fair Fair. yeah that makes sense that's funny how a lot of artists kind of come from music because usually from album covers and all that it's like you kind of just I mean, you know, some people are like, hey, I don't want to pay someone else to do it. I'll just do it myself and you know, mm-hmm. whatever, your web stuff and your marketing stuff. It's like, I'll just do it myself. And then it evolves from there, which I guess mm-hmm. was that kind of how it developed for you. Like you did stuff for the band and it kind of just took off on its own. No, not oh, okay. really. <laughs> yeah, it's totally different. Yes, yeah, got yeah. us through it. Got us through it. So, I mean, I was, it was, I didn't really even put that all together that I was still doing visual art until just now. Um, oh, wow. Music was the focus. And then um, eventually I learned that that band was not going to be the way to a successful life for me. And I learned that I didn't really like traveling that much after living in a bus. Oh, okay. Yes, very fair. Mm-hmm. That band, that musician life is 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 different. <laughs> and at some point uh, around that time, so it would have been like, five years ago now um my girlfriend at the time and i sat down to do paintings because she was she had a minor in fine art and i made the most horrendous thing like i still have it it's so the worst 
painting. Like it, you can't, you can't even call it a painting. You know, it's just like the colors are <laughs> disgusting. There's absolutely no Tony. You can't no be that good bad. points about it. I'll, I'll show it to you. Yes, it's really I bad. Would do that too. Can't be that bad, Tony. So, so I guess three and a half, four years ago, um, I was like, I need to. I had just finished with this house and I was like, I need to be able to make a painting that I don't hate. So I ordered a bunch of supplies and started painting on cardboard and everyone oh. I showed it to was so supportive. Um, even my friends that have uh, painting degrees mm-hmm. were so supportive about it. And I don't know if they actually thought it was good or if they just knew to look for the good in all works of art. Yeah. And that really propelled me to keep going. And, I've basically painted every single day since. No way. Got a cardboard. So what were you painting on the cardboard pieces? Just whatever came to mind. Were yeah. you just having visualizations in your head? Like just maybe sat down and decided I was going to do something. Mm-hmm. To get your colors and whatever. Yeah. I mean, they none of them looked anything like each other. Like they were that. all just random stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. They kind of had aspects of figures in them, but they were just abstract shapes um and then it very quickly turned into just only painting nudes for like the next year wow that's very interesting so how did you transition to nudes are you taking like life drawing classes like how did I don't did a human know. form kind of just i think i just you? like naked people yeah fair <laughs> sometimes it sometimes it really is as simple as that okay um i was i was thinking at the time oh i can use these forms to um, depict emotions. So for a while I was like, okay, what am I feeling today? How do I depict that as a naked person? Um, (laughs) which, you know, maybe, maybe I just actually liked painting naked people and I wasn't really saying anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think everything you make doesn't need to have a complete purpose if, if it's calling you to do it you just do it mm-hmm. you know so i think a lot of people kind of battle that it's like oh, i don't know where this is not really coming from anywhere deep whatever it's like just fucking do it mm-hmm. who cares you know what i'm saying do that shit for you sometimes you gotta let something out you know that's cool yeah. i like that so as far as naked people did you have like a subject matter did you kind of do it from different references like what was um i guess inspiring you at that point when you're an artist doing it that you liked like yeah i don't think I had any inspiration to start doing it and I was just trying to create them from imagination yeah yeah and um, I started getting references to painters that did something kind of similar like um, my first biggest influence was Willem de Kooning and that was Mm. recommended from uh, a painter friend of mine because he was like oh if you want to paint naked women and be really drunk then you should look at Willem de Kooning (laughs) William de Kooning, I gotta keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then I started using reference photos and stuff uh, to be able to be like, well, okay, what would someone look like if they were feeling this emotion? That's what I was going to ask you next. Like, were there, are there any conceptuals, you know, ideas that come with even painting nudes? Like, were you trying to depict anything in particular? Like, Yeah, I was at yeah. the time. Um and looking back on it, I think that I was kind of mistaken. Mm. I like I didn't really understand art. I still don't really like. Same. <laughs> um, 
but I'm around a lot of really good people that are really um, just constantly shattering my mind about, you know, wh what is art and why is it important and, you know, how to think abstractly about things and let things speak to you. Yeah. So I guess at that time I was like really trying to force this stuff to happen. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, it has to say what I'm thinking or, you know, it has to have this tangible feeling about it. Yeah. And I don't know that it ever really did. I mean, I thought it did. Good. I mean, I think this is great. Because mm -hmm. I mean, like, it's, like, it's, it's like, you don't have to, you don't have to force it either. You know, it's just like, dude, just, I'm just I'm doing it because I like it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, a lot of artists do kind of go off like it needs to mean something, this and that, blah blah. And then it's like, well, what is really art then? You know, art is just a, uh, you know, it's something you create. Mm -hmm. As simple as that. It doesn't have to mean anything. It can be as simple as you going down, putting a stroke on a piece of thing, and going away. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. As long as you, as long as it's freeing you in some way, it doesn't really matter what it is. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's, I feel like you're very free doing your naked people when you were doing that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was very free at that you time. Know, exactly. So I gotta say this because I obviously take a lot of nudes as well. And I, you know, being a people always say about the male gaze. Mm -hmm. um, did you get any criticism on that from any outsort outside people? If you're like, oh, you're you're only doing naked women. You know, you're not really. It's not really deep. It's not really um, maybe giving you kind of like any negative feedback on like you only doing naked women and not really you know doing anything else yeah i never did and maybe that's because i wasn't showing people very much gotcha. i did do a show that was you know i think it was nine or so naked women and then like maybe one or two naked men at that time yeah yeah um and you know the the male gaze is a challenging thing um i wasn't necessarily pursuing painting them for that reason I gotcha mean, I, you know you like people can appreciate nude bodies i think yeah, it's not I, weird i um you know it it can be problematic in context but you know maybe i wasn't around people that were wanting to critique that way um it was mentioned but like i right. was just you know it's just something I was doing for fun, so yeah, exactly. And it's really people. Are, some people have a hard time kind of understanding that when it's nothing to understand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a good deal. So obviously, I'm very, I'm very curious on how you got to this kind of style you have now, because it's very different from that. Mm -hmm. So where did that transition start? How did it happen? Because your your style now, which I'm sure you still do, you know, the nudes as well now, mm -hmm. but like. The style I see now and stuff, even pieces probably at your show are very different mm -hmm. from that. So, does you have like a breaking point? Like, where you have like a maybe like a euphoric moment to where another style kind of came to you? Did you like how did this style develop now? So, um, where I'm at now, like I I don't paint anyone that's nude unless it needs to go in the the piece for a reason. Yeah. Like, I don't do it for the sake of doing it. Um, in the last show that I had, I only had one nude, and it was to depict, like, the experience of kind of being exhausted. And so it was like a fainted, reclining nude. Person. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got to this point by um, 
I was inspired to do black and white abstracts nope. at the time, and I think it probably was because I learned of Picasso and Willem de Kooning doing um, paintings with house paint. I like that. And I had all this extra house paint lying around. Yeah. So I had the white and the black paint, and I learned that you could mix stuff into it. So I mixed sand into it, and I was doing these um, abstract paintings where I was essentially making it so that the if you looked at the black or if you looked at the white, you could see images. Yeah. Um, and it would just kind of uh, force your mind to see all these different things. But I got tired of it kind of quickly. I, maybe I didn't think that I was tired of it, but very quickly, all of a sudden it was figurative again. So it, it I couldn't stay in strictly abstract for very long. I still just needed to have figures. Yeah. And then I was like, why do I just have this black and white? And I would just <laughs> be painting a little bit of like oil paint into it to give it some color. And then I guess from that, I kind of caused this uh, a slight obsession with oil paint. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So I just was trying to get as much color now into it because I didn't want it to be just black and white. I wanted to play with the oil paint. And, you know, it very quickly just became figures and it was it it was abstract because that's what I was doing yeah um and I went back to seeing what I was able to say um but then more recently all of a sudden it's taken on more of a a a cartoony look yes because yeah it needs to it's the only way that I'm able to get out what I'm trying to get out right now right and it's, what are you trying to get? And first, before we get there, what about because you want to add color to black and white? Because it was a kind of just kind of like was it too stale or boring for you? It being just black and white. Yeah, I think it was a little boring for me. I also like to spend a long time painting because I like the act of it. So like everything was coming together too quickly with the enamel and the house paint the house paint and the black and white stuff and then yeah i didn't i didn't really see that i could go very far with the black and white anymore interesting interesting it's cool kind of bringing in color because obviously color makes it a whole different feel Mm -hmm. so i was i was was gonna ask like you know what made you choose certain colors are we feeling a certain way obviously colors mean different things Mm -hmm. um so did it have anything to do with it as far as the feel using your blues and your reds and whatever did you kind of just paint wherever yeah i think i just took a lot of inspiration from painters that i liked mostly from like the 30s through the 60s or so yeah um, and I was like, well, I like the way that color looks, so I'm just going to use that color. Yeah. Okay, like I said, like I, said <laughs> I like that. It's only you're very free with it. You're just like, I'm just doing this because this looks cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of seems like your kind of MO throughout this whole thing. It's like, nah, just, it looks and feels cool, so I'm just doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I freaking like that. I want people to listen to this. I mean, like, it doesn't have to have some deep, crazy thing. That you just, just put something on canvas and just mm-hmm. go with it. Um, but you kind of did say that you kind of had, you were kind of making, wanting these characters to depict a certain feel mm-hmm. so that you were feeling at the moment you say you needed to get out so are you able, would you be able to share what kind of you know feelings you're trying to get out into this canvas yeah so what i was exploring at that time was like i guess a lot of the time i was going through a lot of the transition you know 
a relationship ending, um, job insecurity type stuff. Yes. And so I think that there was this fluctuation between like heaviness and like maybe a little bit less heavy. So, you know, the feeling of the moment was really on my mind at the time. But uh, like the last show that I hung, that's almost over. Um, by that point, it wasn't like the feeling of each moment was so important that it had to be said. And I was focusing more on um, broader concepts. Mm. So that show, um, What We See Are Distortions of Reality, um, that's about how um, the experiences that we've had in our life uh, color the way that we see things as it happens yeah so all the paintings are an attempt at showing um or it's not really an attempt at showing but all of the paintings are showing a conflict of what's happening what the subjective experience is and then how it is distorted by um things that have happened to us Mm. or things that we've experienced before that shape us yeah and they're not necessarily always resolved but you know every passing moment is creating us to how we will be um and that shapes the way that we experience things if that makes sense no it makes perfect sense and this was i mean all the people who are listening to this there's a link in this these are on your website that show Mm-hmm. Um, did this is probably going back to you know I don't abstract is my my number of question is when you know it's done so um, did these come out the way you had them pictured in your in your mind because you I remember back in the day like obviously you had a first issue with that in high school were you okay with these pieces after you're done with them did they feel finished yeah they're they feel finished when they're done yeah but they're not what i think of when i start oh interesting <laughs> so yeah so maybe get us through that a little bit so maybe give us an example of maybe how did they not how did the final product how did it differ from how you imagined it well i'm not a an excellent drawer so if yeah. i say you know i, I want something that looks kind of like this and i start drawing with charcoal and get it on there and it's like okay that's like close enough i suppose and then i start putting paint on there and and then eventually shaping the paint to 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 where it looks right to me yeah yeah sometimes it's sometimes it's good when it doesn't come out the way you thought you know mm-hmm. i think it's a cool thing about that's why i kind of want to get you know more intangible art because i want to see just what happens in the process i'm like this is not where it's supposed to be going in my mind but this is see what happens mm-hmm. and then you come out I was like man this actually looks kind of badass yeah you know that's abstract painting for you <laughs> exactly and i've grown to love abstract work it's just even look at your work and i've seen many museums here with the showings of it i'm like man, this is so cool and i want to know the story behind everything mm-hmm. um so was this your first showing this show uh the one that you're seeing images of right now that was my second show was um, your second show so. and the one that's up right now that's my third show so you're a third show so let's go mm-hmm. to the first show so that's this one that's this one right here so mm-hmm. first of all how were you approached and just how are you feeling 
you know, having your work on display, you know, for the first time? Um, well, I was approached because of a really wonderful artist in, in Savannah, Calvin Woodham. Okay. He is, you know, a huge inspiration. He's like the best connector of people. He's so selfless in the way that he goes about, you know, introducing people. And if he sees an opportunity, he's going to reach out to a bunch of people to share the opportunity. And he essentially got me involved in his group, the FAAA, which is Friends of African American Artists. Dope. Um, because he saw something on my Facebook that, you know, I had just thrown up there. Um, and so I joined that. And then there was uh, this wine bar in town, 208 Wine Bar. Okay. And they show artists uh, every month. It's the second Tuesday second Tuesday of every month they'll do an artist. Nice. 208 mm-hmm. Wine Bar? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I got... From Calvin, I heard about this, approached them, got the opportunity to do a show there, and the paintings that I put together were like what people thought was cool that I was doing at the time, yeah. essentially. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'll do a bunch of that then. Yeah. I look as simple as that. It's like, cool. We do this. New work. Cool. Let's do that. And I'll put a bunch of it up and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then, I mean, it was a really amazing night, you know, um, it was I, w- I was terrified that no one was going to show Fair. but it was a, quite a good turnout and um, the reception was really good people seemed to really like the work I like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's so cool I mean I feel like here it, it, it definitely feel obviously our energy here is insane mm-hmm. in, in a good way and I've loved being around artists a lot of people ask if I've been discouraged by it and I was like dude no this is great you know, mm. you get, I, mean, I feel like you got a lot of honest and great feedback, a lot of mentor-ish people around here, at least what I, from what I've seen. And I'm sure, you know, everyone surrounding your work that night was probably wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm sure most of them were probably artists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, people were thinking that you would be turned off by the amount of artists here? Yeah, because I, mean, I remember I used to have dreams of being in New York City. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, is everything saturated, this and that? I was like, art is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everyone's an artist everywhere, even where I came from. There's artists literally everywhere. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. You having a show like this, this is perfect. You know, but a lot of people are trying to find the places where, you know, the artists aren't to, you know, kind of like, you know, set roots and, you know, whatever. But I was like, that's kind of hard to find. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like our communities are literally everywhere now. They are. You know, it's like everyone's like, you know, how you gonna find work somewhere where you're trying to put artists all the time? A bunch of photographers out there, this and that. And I was like, yeah, well, they're not me. Mm. You know, how are you supposed to know if you're good or not? Exactly. And what is it? Like I said, what is good, anyways? You know what I'm saying? What is art? I'm Most not, of it's just, not good. Yeah, well, I'm out here just taking photos and chilling. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really discouraged by anything. Um, but yeah, I love that. I feel like everyone here is very discouraging, or encouraging, not discouraging. Everyone's very encouraging. I'm sure that show was very great for you, and you probably shook a lot of hands and you know, a lot of pats on the back and all that. So um, it's good to feel good from your first show. Can I keep you going? Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. Um, so I'm sure you're very eager for your second, which was the show we were just talking about, mm-hmm. uh, which is totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, from 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 this. So yeah. I'm sure that was very interesting showing that work. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, the response was actually probably better. You know, I almost wouldn't wouldn't really consider the first one um, a show because the the work wasn't really developed. Yeah. To me. Yeah. You know, it was almost cliche in a way, really. Um, and then this second show was a lot more like unique to me and yes. I felt like it was more distinguished for that you know yeah absolutely um yeah and a lot of people really seemed to take it in yeah you see was that at an actual gallery space because the photos seemed like it was at a this I think you're maybe blending the two uh more recent shows oh, um because okay. I did a second one at 208 okay the second one was at yeah. 208 but the one of the one on your website right now those are. pictures are from 208, but okay, I gotcha. Have, okay, cool. cool I cool. have a bunch of pictures on on Instagram the, of uh, the the current show. I yeah. am definitely blending them. Then yes, mm-hmm. sorry, listeners, I'm blending shows together. They're they're quite similar. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So I was at two. I got to this place out 208. I gotta, I gotta write that down. I'm trying mm-hmm. to find all the spaces here. Um, that's yeah. cool. So you're invited to do it again. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um. And even probably going to the show now. So the current one. So I obviously haven't seen. Well, actually, you have pieces. You have a piece on your Instagram. They're in that show, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So even developing that. So was that? Did you create those pieces just for that show? I did. Yeah. Oh, and yes, it was. Uh, I took about four months to do it, mm-hmm. and it was uh, fifteen paintings in the show. Whew, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, and that's at the Savannah Gallery of Art. Yeah. Um, essentially, I had this uh, spotlight opportunity. Uh, one of the people that had been part of the gallery um, said, you should apply for this. And they had this glassed-in spotlight room. And Dope. I applied, and they um, selected me for that. Ah, oh, congratulations. First of all, that's Thanks. freaking cool, dude. Wow, so when you got selected, were you like, okay, oh, God. I gotta make some work for this. Yeah, and it was like, uh, you know, I just hung a show, and then I was like, oh, okay, so they do want to do this, and it was four months away. Four months. I mean, it was technically three, but I had to move it up a month. You're like, oh, for that many pieces, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. How are you even balancing that? Because you also have another business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how were you able to to, to do that in three? four months well i'm obsessive and compulsive <laughs> and uh you know i i paint f- essentially full-time you know i yeah p- probably put in at least 30 to 40 hours a week <sighs> so you know to get ready for the show i was taking time off from the business good. um good and then it also works in so i paint um three full days out of the week so like you know eight or ten hour days and then every other evening that's available so you have some balance there to where Mm -hmm. you're not totally always you know on it but you have a lot of time dedicated to it i like that Mm -hmm. it sounds great so you dedicate a couple days a week all day a couple evenings then you're able to live your life and do other things yeah so like monday and friday are a half day of of work and a half day of painting uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are full days of painting, and then Saturday and Sunday are whatever time I can get in. So usually kind of like free time, but mm-hmm. you paint if you can or if you feel like it. It makes it really hard to do responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> I 
to say yeah it does on weekends mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man that's just that's i've never heard that balance before that's cool yeah usually people are like i'm just dive in and i take like forever off <laughs> and then i'll dive in again that they forever off um, yeah yeah i mean everyone has their thing though it's just not it's not quite perfect yet but yeah and who knows if it ever will be mm-hmm. you know i don't only everyone has it down perfectly mm-hmm. you know that will be i don't think that's even possible because you're always thinking about it and you're always like man i should go work no i need to get no maybe i should work maybe i shouldn't you know it's just, it's a constant thing mm-hmm. i can only imagine so it's beautiful so as far as you developing a work for this recent show is there a concept involved did you what is the name of the show like yeah so that was the what we see our distortions of reality show that i was talking about before okay perfect mm-hmm. this is the show that's right now showing right now mm-hmm. okay gotcha so okay can you talk about that right then <laughs> I, I, I was definitely blending the shows together. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I apologize for that, listeners. Um, but that's on display right now. That's awesome. But also, you showed me, um, and it's coming out unfortunately this week. Mm-hmm. Said, mm-hmm. Oh man, it's Dang. been up for seven weeks, I think. Seven weeks, okay. But I just found out about Tony. Oh, I hate that. I'm going to see it. I'm sorry about listeners, but mm-hmm. I'm going to see that this week. You got a little bit of time. You got a little bit of time to go check it out. But as far as your, could you show me a little bit what you're working on, you know, in your studio? Are you able to share about what's the future looking like for you as far as what sure, you're working on? Sure, yeah. yeah. It's um, it's definitely difficult to talk about because it is an unpopular topic. Mm. And, and that's why I'm trying to approach it from, you know, the way that I view the world, too. Um uh, so I'm constantly running the thoughts about it with people, um, especially people that it has nothing to do with, because that helps to inform and make sure that I'm saying everything the right way, saying it, um, being sensitive to other people. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was, I'm going to say you'll have this piece on display at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're working yeah. on some, um, so very, uh, when I saw it, I walked into your your space. I was like, "Wow, this is very such modern times mm-hmm. of what you know life has kind of come to." You know, you talk about you kind of have conversations on like, you know, people are developing new relationships with you know, right? Um, do you get some VR stuff and just you know just developing relationships on the computer screen and not really in person and how it's kind of affecting society and it is. I mean, technology is itself is a whole different subject but mm-hmm. you know it's taking us away from the real world and just even doing this mm-hmm. you know i feel like it's almost a dying thing like no one wants to you know communicate with people in the real world anymore yeah <laughs> people won't get into this this fantasy land you know that's online and that's kind of what those pieces kind of depicted mm-hmm. you know yeah in your space so um so overall it's uh you saw a few pieces that were aspects of what I, how I'm trying to approach what is kind of being called the masculinity crisis but that often is you know it's it's such a right wing thing yeah and most of the time you know you have the Joe Rogans and the Jordan Petersons and the Ben Shapiros that um, kind of are giving it this wrong spin mm. um, it does seem like the quote-unquote masculinity crisis is 
a real thing that's happening where um, men are feeling disaffected, lonely, uh, purposeless mm -hmm. um, because things are changing and, you know, they weren't really taught how to exist in, uh, in this new world. And, and because they're not willing to ask for help, they see these guys that have... You know, they have a lot of money behind them to, like, yes. Ben Shapiro has tons of money tons, to get his name out there. Tons, tons, So that's flooding these uh, ideas that are making people, I think, a lot of the time go in a slightly darker um, place. And I think that we can um, look at things from a way of, like, you know, what what does masculinity look like and, you know... Um, how can we move forward in in a way that's positive and not um, hardened and no. and swearing off everything because you know you can't be in touch with your emotions or something like that? Yeah. Um, so the the sh the collection of works will range from talking about the the escapist um, realities, uh, you know, the VR porn, the um, only fans as a substitute for human connection. Mm, yes. But then it'll also range into the effects of the disaffected um, nature of how people are feeling internally. Yeah. Which would be, you know, anything from uh, gun violence to um, just being a lazy husband to, yep. um, you know, gravitating towards electing uh, authoritarian leaders uh, you know yeah I, I got a big list you're hitting some hot topics here you've mm -hmm. got a lot of controversy for sure mm -hmm. which is I think you know art sometimes should challenge that mm -hmm. you know and what I've seen I can't wait for people to see it it's gonna be that's gonna be a good display whenever, wherever you you know you throw that up mm -hmm. it'll be so cool man I expect to get in trouble. Oh yeah, I don't know. If cool is the right word, but it's gonna be very. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I think it's be good for you. You know, <laughs> so. you will definitely probably you know, rouse some feathers up. But fuck them. Mm -hmm. You know. Hey, as long as someone will let me put it up somewhere. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure there's probably somewhere that's gonna do it. I'm definitely gonna you know, be wherever that is. <laughs> Just so people watch. Well, I'll be happy to have you. Yes, absolutely. Dude, that's awesome. Do you think you'll ever want to um, maybe invest in like a bigger gallery studio space one day? Like where, do you, where do you see your art going? Do you want to go to bigger galleries, seeing your stuff all around the world? Do you want to go as far as it can go? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, I'm... I'm just going to take it as far as I can get it. Yeah. I'm just saying you're still, you say about five years into this? Mm, something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So it's still fresh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Full. I can't wait to see work like 20 years from now. Like, holy crap. Tony's going nuts right now. <laughs> oh, I hope to be alive. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's hey, it's bring it back to that. Hopefully we're still breathing. Dude, this is so cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, with a cool story from Massachusetts, you know, brought you to Savannah. Yeah, <laughs> you're still here. Yeah, and I do love to go back and visit Massachusetts as well. Absolutely, I'm sure your parents are. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm very curious to see what your parents say about that. New work. My parents, uh, <laughs> they got tired of being in a progressive state and moved to Florida. Oh, they're in Florida now, so they're like right here. Mm-hmm. 
just far enough for it to be inconvenient to to visit them. Like, sorry guys, I'm not going there, but I'm going to Massachusetts. <laughs> I don't tell them when I'm going back to Massachusetts. That's fair. That's fair. I'm sure they're like, why can't you come see us? Oh Lord. Well, in that case, never mind. Who knows if, if they'll see it. <laughs> But I'm glad you're doing your thing despite, you know, whatever. So and I'm very happy we get to share this moment together and mm-hmm. have a little conversation. Um, and you're just a big deal to me because you're my first, you know, set of interviews in Savannah. So I'll never forget this uh, hospitality and this uh, I'm, glad for, I'm glad that you shared your time with me. So, yeah. Thank you awesome. so much. But please follow Tony. I will definitely link everything and any future shows I'll share on the page and all that. Um, do you have any coming up in the summertime or fall or um for right now i'm just gonna be diving into this body of work and um you know it's gonna take as long as it's gonna take and i'm gonna go from there i love that well maybe we can collaborate on some documentation days yeah get some photos that would be awesome videos something like that we'll figure it out but that's not y'all's business it's our business (laughs) um (laughs) but thank you again man i appreciate you you so much this is awesome uh please continue to uh, share the podcast people and hope you enjoyed this interview and please support tony whatever he does um are you selling these pieces that you have in these shows yeah everything's for sale everything is for sale that i have okay perfect Do we see something? Just send send you a little DM or email if you want to buy it. Yeah, uh, there are. There's like places where you can send uh, requests on the website, as well as like an email address there. Yeah, Um, and you can request the catalog through that. Perfect. Yes, and you do ship. Mm -hmm. Art. Okay. Perfect. So hey, no matter where you are, please support Tony if you can. Um, Thank you again, and we're out of here. Later. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Live Journal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smokes, niggles, whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.